On November 9th, DCPL offered a team program called Adulting 101, ASA Job Interview. This workshop was led by Diedrich Jackson, who works for Gorman Recruiting here in Owensboro. Mr. Jackson met with local teens at the library to share advice on how to ace a job interview and get the job you want. So how, how, uh, how strict is your, is your learning curriculum as uh, being homeschooled? Um, well, my mom has us do an, at least an hour of work in each category for things. So um, some of my stuff is online, but most of it's on paper. Yeah. So it's just really about how I'm doing. She, you know, kind of goes with that. Like, um, I don't know. You know what I'm saying, right? It's yeah. very flexible. Yeah. Sorry, that's, yeah. That's very pretty awesome. Yeah. What are your interests outside of school? Um, I like to take care of a lot of animals. That's kind of what I was hoping to do as an adult, mm -hmm. to be able to help out with animals. I try to volunteer at the shelter, but right now it's kind of hard because you can't really do much as a teenager as yeah. being an adult. But that's kind of really all I do. So is it like veterinarian or? Yeah, that'd be nice. Very awesome. That's going to take a lot of schooling, isn't it? Yeah. Are you ready for that? Well, if I can help animals, then it's all that matters. How do you feel like you'll transition from being homeschooled to being in a college or university setting? Uh, well, luckily, I'm taking classes for that. I have um, psychology classes for that. So, and I'm on very good medicine for that. Very good. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I eventually will be able to handle that. Cool. What about you? So you're a junior now? Yes. I'm Sorry, I'm in sales. My first first instinct is to ask a lot of questions. That's fine. Uh, I've found three things out whenever you're dealing in a sales atmosphere, in any atmosphere, and I'll explain a lot about this when we go over what we're talking about as far as jobs. I've kind of taken the whole interview idea, and I've started from here and said, okay, well, let's follow it all the way, and then when you repeat the, then you repeat the process. So, um, but in sales, you, you always say you, you think about the customer or the client first, your, your uh, company second, and you check your ego at the door. So I always, uh, and I actually wrote that, so you can have it and steal it. But, uh, <laughs> so, so tell me though, um, you're a junior now. What is your eventual plan? Um, well, I'm actually considering Murray, my state, because kind of similar to her, but not necessarily the veterinarian, the veterinarian realm. I'm looking at wildlife conservation okay. and looking at like either going into like management or just studying it and collecting like data yeah. or something like so that. So land between the lakes down there is a great place to start. Yes. That's good. And they just have amazing programs and good scholarship opportunities mm -hmm. for it and there's a lot of internship opportunities too so I just think that's very practical if I want to go there. So. Okay so well, we're going to start talking about and did you need to cover anything? Uh, no I just want to say thank you guys so much for coming. And I'll be more willing to do this again if you guys want to tell your friends and get a bigger group next time, but, uh, but you guys are what's important right now. So, um, once again, I'm Diedrich Jackson, so I'll give you a little bit of background on me. Uh, born and raised here in Owensboro, single parent home. In fact, it became a no parent home at one point, and my grandmother actually uh, stepped in and, and decided that she wanted to raise me. And so, whenever I bring my son here, that, that gives you everything about me and that everything that my father wasn't is everything I am. So, that's, that's one of the things that I've you know, toot toot about, you know, so, but uh, if I could toot my own horn, but um, you'll find I talk fast. If I do, just tell me to s slow down. I don't have any toes, so you can't step on them. Uh, I, I approach everything with a smile, and I found out that you can say anything you want to anybody as long as you smile. And I've said some pretty harsh things to people in the, bi in the mix of business, uh, especially in my previous role, because even though I work for Gorman Recruiting right now, which is um, a group that helps people get jobs, find jobs, and helps businesses to develop ways to find the best talent. My previous role was actually diagonal from us at that building right there. Uh, I was a financial advisor at Wells Fargo Advisors. I left there because my father and I had developed a relationship and he wanted me to start a business. And um, in the mix of starting that business, I realized I didn't want to work 80 hours a week uh, to make 50 grand a year uh, and invest 50,000 to get that. Uh, when I have two small children and decided at the last minute not to open a business. And Kyle Gorman, who owns Gorman Recruiting, um, who by the way went to Murray State, um, he and I became friends and, and he said, hey, how would you like to handle business development? So one of the passions I figured out is that sales is what actually motivates me. And so um, I remember being at the restaurant and I was on the phone and I was trying to teach uh, someone how to upsell on the phone. And I was, I was asking, hey, do you want some breadsticks? 
simple question, right? You get a lot of no's, whatever, you move on. Um, and the person had some you know, anxiety about sales. Everybody has anxiety about sales and talking to people and approaching people and asking for things. Okay, So one thing you've got to learn to is get over that because everything is sales. And you'll find out when you have kids of your own, if you don't think everything is sales, tell your seven-year-old he can't go to basketball tonight and see if he sells you on a reason why he should. <laughs> so, and if you think about the way you react to your own life, you're always selling somebody on something, just like right now I'm telling you and trying to sell you on the idea that sales is everywhere. So you know, a good skill to learn is the ability to hear no and get over it quick, and also the ability to follow up, and that's one of the two main important things I'm gonna to talk to you about today, um, as far as with interviews and different things of that nature. So anyway, so I was on the phone and I was trying to get a lady to buy breadsticks, and she said no. And I said, well, that sounds good, but we make, our, we make our crust out of the same material as the breadsticks. How about some cheese? 79 cents. She said, great. I said, sounds good. Okay, I hung up the phone. The, lady, the girl I was trying to train, she, she was a younger girl. She was a sophomore, junior in high school uh, up in Indiana. And she said, well, they didn't buy the breadsticks. Ha, ha, ha. You know, you're not such a great salesman. And I said, yeah, but they got the cheese. And I said, I've been on the end of $10 million transactions as a financial advisor and 79 cent transactions in cheese at a restaurant. And they both feel the same to me. You know, providing that benefit to someone that you know and you believe that they are, that they need, sort of like medicine for an animal or a treatment for an animal that maybe a, a vet, an animal owner isn't willing to do, but you know and you believe that it's what's best for that pet, you're going to have the conviction to sell that to them whether you like it or not. You just are. It is what you are. Does that kind of make sense? So first thing I got for you guys is some bricks. OCTC and I have a great relationship. I'm an alumni. Uh, I'm not going to toot and say that you should go to OCTC or anything like that because that's not, that's not what I do. I just saw these bricks and I thought, man, those are so cool. And I thought, man, if you don't take advantage of some of the things that we have in our community already, you need a brick thrown at you. So I had planned on, uh, with a bigger group, actually tossing the bricks out, but I'll give these to you guys. And if you want to give them to one of your friends or something, you can, you can do that also. I thought I'd bring some gifts. Okay, so let me get started real quick. I know. I know. I love them, right? So you squeeze on them and everything. So yeah. Um, let me get my notes out here real quick. So I, as you know, my background is very much in sales, um, but you know, I don't really consider it sales. I consider it more relationship-driven. Anything that has to do with relationships. So I feel like the one thing that makes me different or better is that. I know when to shut up and listen, and that's hard because I'm, I'm such an extrovert. Um, I know that typically in the past you heard the typical car salesman that would say, you need to buy, you need to buy, here's why you need to buy, blah, blah, blah. you know, they're auctioneer or whatever. But now the, the new sales, the new way of doing business is actually to listen more than you talk. And so typically I'll, I'll be in an interaction and I'll say, who, you know, who are you, what do you do, what, is, what are some things that you, that, you, that you like, tell me about your leadership styles, things like that. And after they say, it doesn't matter what they say to me, I'm saying, please tell me more. Please tell me more. Please tell me more. And you'll find that people in general only care about this as far as my hands can reach. So if you put your hands out in front of you right now, everybody at the table, put your hands out in front of you. That's all that you care about naturally. It's not a selfish thing. And everyone else that you encounter only cares about this area right here. Okay? If I walked out into, into that area right there and I walked up to anyone there, they would not let me naturally in, in this realm. People, people don't let anyone else in this realm unless they're close enough to hug them, kiss them, your mothers, your fathers, your boyfriends, girlfriends, kids. Anyone else, if you're talking to someone, you typically stay this far away. Unless you're Matthew McConaughey, then you're this, this girl, and he doesn't wear deodorant, and he stinks is what I've heard. So don't get close to Matthew McConaughey. But I also use humor a lot. If I can get you to smile, I can get you to relax. So I, I, I wrote some things down this morning, and it was how to get a job. So the first thing I said was go to school and finish. Uh, I don't care if it's a GED. Finish something. Do something. Oftentimes you see people, they'll leave school and they think they can go out and get a job, but you're so limited on what you can actually do in a career. So as related to my story, I went to high school at Davis County High School and graduated in 1996. Went straight to work right out of high school for the purpose of bringing food and, 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 and finances into our household because it was just me and my grandmother. When I met my wife, um, I was 23 years old, 
Oh, she wasn't my wife at the time, but I met her and she became my wife. But we got married at 25 and she said, you know, I want to raise a family with you. I want to have kids with you. You need to go out and do something because I can do bad by myself. That was her exact words to me. So I enrolled at OCC, uh, graduated with my bachelor's from Western at the age of 30, found out my son was coming and my life completely turned upside down. And I don't even remember what I did before I had kids. The next thing, you know, even if it's after high school, even if it's vocational or associate's degree, definitely pursue higher education of some kind. And the reason I say that is because people of my generation have to have an, at least an associate's degree to even get an interview with someone. Whenever it comes to your generation or even my son's generation, it's gonna be bachelor's or master's degree. It's just the way the world is going in that all of our manufacturing jobs are very far and few between finding good talent for those. Just like you two, you said, I wanna be veterinarians. You're not interested in going to work at an Alaris or a Century Aluminum. You know, it's just, it's not wrong. It's just what the way of the world. And so in order to do that, you're going to have to go to a vocational or, or, a, or a community college. And even with the manufacturing jobs right now, even though there's a shortage of employees to, to fill those jobs, they still don't want anyone that doesn't have any kind of vocational training. To go and be a heating and air person for Schwartz you know, Heating and Cooling, which, by the way, is an awesome company friend of mine owns it. Um, you have to have gone to a vocational school and had to have trained with someone after that vocational school for a year and that's just to service heating and air conditioner units. It's just the way of the world that people are becoming more educated. Go get a bachelor's, go get a master's, go get a doctorate and I'll tell you that the degree means something but there's two things that mean way more than those degrees. One is the road to get to those degrees, the things that you learn on the way there, the experiences. And there's no way I can ever tell you what those experiences are. You'll have to learn them on your own because everybody's is different. It's kind of like life. But uh, another thing that's more important than that, than that degree is also on the resume saying that you're in the process of getting that degree sometimes is just as good as having it. So in a situation like your own, wanting to go to be in the field of, of, of animal work, if you go and apply somewhere to be an assistant for a veterinarian, do you think they're more likely to hire you if you're on the process of, of going to college and getting that degree? Or do you think they're gonna hire another person that's, that doesn't have any of that and just has a high school diploma with a dream? No, you with the, in the process. I, I never realized it, but the minute that I enrolled at OCC and put that I was in, in process of an associate's degree, my whole world opened up from being a, a technician at a Valvoline Instant Oil Change to working customer service in the mortgage industry. So it, it was just really weird how no one wanted to look at me before I was on in that process. Um, the next thing I always say is how will you stand out? You know, I really like your hair. I know that sounds silly for me to say, but I like the ability that you have to be original. And a lot of people don't see that anymore and used to, I think, I think that in the past it was always don't get tattoos, don't uh, color your hair differently, don't wear a certain amount of clothing, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. I think, and, and all throughout high school you're told fit in, fit in, fit in, fit in. The minute you graduate you're going to be told to stand out. It's unfortunate about our education system and it is what it is. I mean it hasn't changed in the last 200 years sitting in a classroom in rows of desks talking, listening to a teacher talk. But at the same time that is what it is. They teach you discipline. And maybe that's the way it's designed, I don't know, but they teach you discipline, they teach you to, 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 to fit in, and the minute you graduate, you have to stand out, because otherwise you're not gonna get a job. So um, there would be someone that would hire you based on your appearance alone. That and, doesn't work recently. Well, and there will be someone that won't also. Yeah. But that's the best part about the next thing I'm gonna talk about, which is finding the right job, okay? The one mistake that you could make right now is going and applying for every job you could possibly find. And I'll tell you why. Because if you're not happy in that job, you're not gonna produce for that, for that employer. And so you need to find the right fit for you. And when you're in the middle of job interviews, don't approach it as if, oh, please give me a job. Approach it with, you need me. I'm skilled. I have won awards. I am, I'm a great person. And, and not to be cocky, but you have to interview the job the same way they're interview, interviewing you. See, there's been a shift since the last eight years. We went through the worst recession that we ever saw in our country since the Great Depression in the 30s. We had jobless, joblessness was skyrocketed through the roof. Well, now we only have 4% unemployment. It's the lowest it's ever been. And that's in the state of Kentucky. 
there are not enough employees for jobs. So you now have the upper hand. Now, a lot of employers haven't figured that out, and that's what my job is to do as a business developing person. I go in and talk to the employers, and I say, hey, look, this, this is a great candidate. You need to jump on this, because I'm telling you, if you don't, they're going to find somewhere else. There's enough, there's enough jobs and not enough candidates. Okay, So resume, find a template online, Google, download an app, do whatever makes you comfortable, but make sure that you put together a resume first and foremost. The days of going in and putting in your information on an, app, on an application are pretty much over. Uh, Part-time jobs still have some of them, but when you get into the full-time realm, because you're going to need full-time work in college while you're in college, if you're anything like me and everybody needs money, always have a resume handy and keep it up to date. So in a resume, regular black font, don't use colors, don't use crazy fonts. This is for me? Yes. Oh, you're beautiful. Thank you so much. You have a little time. Yeah, you can hear my mouth like just smacking together. So, um, so make sure that you um, use regular black font ink. Uh, save it in a universal format such as a Word document. The hardest task on it is going to be selling yourself. No one likes to talk about themselves. I couldn't tell you anything. About, I've spent literally two seconds talking about myself just a second ago. Um, but you want to start with the facts. Start with your job, the jobs you've worked, experience. Start with uh, previous jobs, your current education. And I don't know right now, like this is, you said that no one, no one wants to hire right now. Is that what you said a minute ago? Yeah. Okay, tell me about that real quick. Uh, well, really, I got, a, I got an interview at Target. Mm -hmm. and and they saw me and they were like, oh, no, I guess because of my hair color. But um, they really need a lot more workers than they realize, like yeah. you said, because there's not a lot of people that work there. But they didn't really give me a chance. Did you actually sit down in an, in an interview? Yeah, I actually got to sit down, but they didn't really listen because I guess they had already written me off based off of the hair color. Why didn't you address that? I'm too shy about that. I know, but listen, you got to think about it this way. What have you got to lose? A job? that you didn't have anyway. You know, I mean, be brave, be, be brash. You don't have to be rude, but because you gotta think these are people you're gonna be working for, working with, and, and for that matter, if they, if they judge, if you really feel like, felt like they judged you for that and wrote you off for that, do you really wanna work for them anyway? Well, no. Go right next door to TJ Maxx and apply. <laughs> Go to Best Buy and apply. There are five more just like them out there. You know what I mean? And so that's the way I mean by judging the employer the same way they judge you. And it's unfortunate they do. They do judge you. It's, it's sad. It really is. But, you know, when someone shows you who they really are, believe them because they're not going to change. And I'm not saying anything bad about Target, but they have a certain demographic that they look to fill. And if you aren't that person, even though your hair does go perfectly with Target's colors anyway, I mean, I felt like it was a great fit. But, but you can find so much better. And I'll tell you another thing, too, is that a lot of times the small business owners will be more apt to be open-minded and be better to work for than a bigger box company because they have a mold they have to fit into. They have a certain demographic that they have to meet because some higher-up said so that never will meet you. Whereas, you know, you take any other small business up and down the street here, they're going to see you and know you and they're going to relate to you as a person. Does that kind of make sense? So um, start with the facts, experience, previous job, education. Whenever I'm talking about that, so like in school, if you've won awards, any civic activities that you're in, any kind of um, volunteer work that you do for your church or for, you know, if you're already volunteering for any veterinarians or anything of that nature. Am I saying that right? Is it veterinarian, veterinarian. veterinarian or veterinarian? I think it's veterinarian. Yeah, I'm the speaker and I should know this. <laughs> I, I think you can say it. Well, so anyway, any, any kind of volunteer work, and if you're not doing it, do it. The, this is the time to get involved, not so much so that, you can, so that you can tote that you're involved, but you create habits now that will affect you the rest of your life. I wish I'd have gotten more involved when I was in high school because it would have created the habits that would have allowed me to be more involved in college or be more involved as, as an employee. employee you know? So um, the next thing, you know, objective. This part of the resume, and you'll find these... Um, you'll find these whenever you actually get a, a, an example resume. I'm, that's why I'm not telling you you need to write this down. You'll see these and it'll, it'll ring in your mind like, okay, I remember this guy. He told me this. So objective. This is what you want to accomplish with the resume. So it doesn't have to be very long. It's just brief. Hey, I'm looking for a job to do this. And then, you know, summary. Now this is where 
you tell about what makes you unique. That's the only place in a resume that will allow you, the summary is where it will allow you to say, this is who I am, this is why I'm so awesome, and this is why you should hire me. Uh, and that's whenever you should really toot toot your own horn. And it's the hardest thing to do, but that's, that's the part. Get a, get a, get a, um, get a, uh, an example off the internet and then follow that. That's a, is a perfect way to do that. Um, where you work, responsibilities, any promotions, awards, I told you about that, clubs and civics organizations. But most importantly, the one thing I find whenever we get in, when we get resumes, include your contact info. You'd think that would be so easy. But I see so many resumes where they'll type it in purple writing, and it'll be in, in like some crazy font, like they just got it off of Snapchat, and then – is that what I'm – is that right? Snapchat? I'm so old. But it's like they just got it off of Snapchat, and then they won't include their contact information, and you're like, okay, who are you? You got your name, Bob Smith, at the top, but what, how do I get in touch with you? So – all right, so when I was talking about jobs, quality, not quantity. When you're applying for jobs, don't think of how many. Think of the quality ones. You've already narrowed down one. Target is not on your list anymore. X-May, move on. Is that the one? X-May? Is that right? I think yeah. it's X-May. Yeah, that's one. That's the one. That's the one. So, okay. Um, Ed, do you want to go walk around? You want to color, though? Do you have those crayons? Uh, yes, let me grab that. Sorry. No, and I apologize. I, uh, he has a basketball, basketball game at 530, and so uh, the bus dropped him off, and his mom is right now, believe it or not, um, my wife, is it was interviewing at a, for a job at Henderson Community College today. So uh, it's funny, I just gave you those for OCTC. <laughs> but uh, her, her actual uh, dream job is to be in... Uh, leadership in education, and she's working on her doctorate degree right now. Uh, both of us came from here uh, in Owensboro. Both of us were first-generation college students. My parents never went to college, and neither did hers. Um, so yeah, I always hear the people say, you know, you can do anything you want to, you want to do. But it's so true. I mean, you guys are what, 15, 16, 17, 17. 17. 17. Believe it or not, I have a little sister who's 15. How do you like wow. that? Yeah, and I'm 38. So, uh, and something I tell her, and something I tell my son. My son tells me he says, "I want to be in the NBA one day." I'm not gonna tell him no. I say you can do anything you want. But let me let you know, if you fail getting to the NBA, you probably had a good college career. You know, if you fail getting to be a, the best veterinarian in the world, or or someone who creates a brand new medicine, or you know, think big, dream big, don't think small. There's there's seven and a half billion people in this world. Find the right ones and, and make connections and network and think big. That's my biggest advice for you. Don't let a target in Owensboro, Kentucky, worry you. That's the silliest thing in the world. I know it sounds it's big to you, but they're not everyone, you know. And if it wasn't Target, if it were Walmart, I would say the same thing, you know. All right, so. Quality, not quantity. Uh, I told you about that the, the, the need for employees is very high. Uh, do your research on that company before applying. You also want to look up key people. Now, you know, a Target or a Wendy's or something like that, it's probably hard for a part-time job, but this is some skills that you'll need to know later once you're in college or once you're leaving college. Just always remember that. Do your research, no matter who it is or what it is. Um, be happy in a job. It's more important than a paycheck. and it's, it's crazy, but no one will ever tell you that right now. Your parents won't tell you that. Uh, teachers won't tell you that. Everybody's got this mentality still that you need the job. It's not the true anymore. I mean, you guys are some bright-minded young ladies. The job needs you. And as long as you continue to think that way and as long as you continue to drive and push your dreams, you'll always succeed no matter what. You know? So um, keep record of all the jobs you apply for. That's huge important, and I'll tell you why. Because if you're going through Monster or LinkedIn or Indeed right now, uh, and I'll show you here. If you go to Indeed right now, I have an app for that. Um, it's right next to my Snapchat. But <laughs> I'm just playing. So if you go to Indeed right now, you're going to find... I'm just going to hit find jobs 42301. There are tons of them. There's 20 jobs that get posted a day, by the way. That's the most ridiculous thing. There are 20 new jobs a day get posted on MD. Uh, you're going to find on here where it will say apply from your phone. If you have your resume done and you have it on your phone, you can apply for 20 jobs a day. There, look, apply from phone, apply from phone, apply from phone. Um, apply from phone. Apply from phone. Apply from phone. 
The reason that's important to you is because you could easily go through there and apply, 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 apply. But if you don't keep record of what you're applying for, then you'll, you'll lose track. You won't remember, you might apply twice. And how does that look for you? Big no-no. I mean, if you were on, you gotta think about another, if, the, if you were the boss and you looked down and you saw two applications from the same person, you'd be like, well, this guy's just going through and hitting buttons, you know? So the next thing I always say though is uh, check multiple apps, check multiple websites, new positions. If you're looking, if you know, which is really unusual by the way, for someone you all's age to know what you want to do, if you know what you want to do, find veterinarians, veteran, vet, veterinarians, find them now and go to their websites, call them on the phone, walk into the location and ask if you can intern. Ask if you can work part-time. If, if all it is is sweeping up hair after someone groomed a dog, it's still gonna go on your resume as experience. And I'm telling you right now that experience from now until you're 25 is gonna be a lot better than from 18 to 25. You know, and so even if it was just interning one day a week, you're going to be around things that you wouldn't have seen otherwise. But being that you know what you want to do, find make a go to Yellow Pages and type in veterinarians in Owensboro, Kentucky, and make a list of them and call them all. You know, say, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So we can actually intern at this age. We can intern at places. I've, you um, can shadow. Mm -hmm. You just have to let them know and be like, hey, you know what, I'm really interested in this and I wanna, I really want to shadow. And they'll be like, okay, nice to know. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Never let anyone tell you no to anything. Anything is possible. I mean, anything. What's something in your wildest dreams you wouldn't be able to do right now? What is it? Be realistic. <laughs> Don't say fly. <laughs> <laughs> In all honesty, change the president. Let's be honest about that. Well, yeah. in four years, you'll get that opportunity. Yeah. And in four years, you'll be able to vote for that. Yeah. So start a ripple now that turns into a tidal wave or a tsunami in four years. You know, be the change you want to see. That's the thing. I mean, and with social media, I mean, how many of you all have followers on Twitter or Snapchat or something right now? But Twitter, have a Facebook, Tumblr, or anything, anything yeah. like that. You have the ability right now with this device to reach hundreds of thousands of people at any time, at all times. And you have a voice that can be heard. This is the best time to be alive ever, right now. It was never this cool when I was younger. The ability to walk around, go to a Starbucks or walk around down the street and apply for 10 jobs before you even hit your house. I couldn't do that, not when I was your age. And I know that sounds weird. I walked up, two, up, up the, up, two miles up the street, two miles back in the snow to get to school. It wasn't that drastic. But I am saying, though, this device has changed everything, you know, and that, you know, you want to change the president. That's, that's huge. Start now. You got four years, and then you'll get to vote about it. And if you don't think one vote counts, if you didn't watch the election last night, yeah. it yeah. was only by like 200 and something thousand votes that some of those states lost or won. You know, and that's why I say seven and a half billion people in the world. You know, there's, there, you can reach all of them right here. In fact, I, I'm big into stocks. Apple just released a statement saying they're getting ready to, to push their phones out in India. I mean, you can, you can reach anyone with this. So they don't, don't ever forget to dream big. So what I was saying was, you can apply for any job right here in the palm of your hand, but quality, not quantity. If you're looking to potentially get into veterinarian work, you're not going to want to be an assistant director of residential operations at Wendell Foster. Now, it's a great, that sounds like a great position. That sounds like a really rewarding job, but it's not animals. Um, you know, a title clerk, a receptionist, Dimple Wolf Ford. It's not going to be anything that's going to motivate you. Not now. You know, now actually, it does sound pretty cool to me. I, I could do that, but but you know, for you guys, that's not your that's not your passion. That's not your fire. You know, um, so quality, not quantity. The uh, the next thing the next thing I'll say is is uh, make sure you apply for the job. You know, the only job you'll never get is the one you don't apply for. You know, or, or the one you don't call, or the one you don't walk into the, the building for. I have a rule uh, in sales because I call businesses all the time, and my job is to connect with the key person. Okay, and so. I'll call or email three times. If I don't get a response, I'm showing up. I walk in and I ask for them. What's the worst they can do? 
They can't assault me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, and that sounds a little bit like this. I'll tell you, I call and I say, hey, my name's Deidre Jackson. I'm with Gorman Recruiting. I know when you hear the name recruiting, you think of headhunters. That's not what I do. We're local. I'm on the, four, the corner of 4th and Frederick Street. I tend to be a connector and a referral source for many businesses in the area. I would like to meet with you to find out more about your business and see if there's a fit with our companies. If they say no, my next question is, not now or not ever? Because if they say not ever, I'm never calling them back again. Why would I waste my time? If they say not now, I say, great, when is another time that I might be able to catch you at a better time? And I put it on my calendar and I follow up because I have a list. For you, it would be, my name is? Jaden. Jaden. I'm looking to one day become a veterinarian, and I want to be the best veterinarian that I can be. I have a passion for animals, and I truly enjoy making sure that I can help them in any way possible. And in, and in my route to getting to that part of my life, I want to be a part of it now and learn as much as I can from the ground up. And I don't care if it's to sweep floors. I will do it just to be a part of that. Would there be a possibility that I could come in and speak with you and see if that myself and you might be a fit and I can help your business? And you can help me to fulfill my dreams of one day being a veterinarian. I'm looking for a mentor. Are you the person I'm looking for? They say no. Do you really want to talk to them anymore? I mean, you're offering the help to them. You're offering to help them. I wouldn't say for free on the phone. Let them decide that after you meet them. Because they might look at you and they might look at you in the interview and you might say, oh, this person is so awesome. I, I want to be around them. I want, to, I want to help them. And they might look at you and go, I can't pay you. And you say, I don't care. Or they might be just complete jerks and they look at you and go, I'll pay you $10 an hour. And you say, I'm not doing it <laughs> because it's not worth the $10 an hour to deal with those people. You know? So you got to never talk about money on the phone like that. Talk about your passion for helping them and talk about how it would reciprocate back to you and that they would be responsible for your success in the future and that you would always remember that mentorship that they gave you and talk with your heart. And I bet you anything, you'll have people beating at your door wanting you to provide service for them. You come in there, they might say, hey, I can only pay you $8 an hour. You didn't expect to get anything. Great, how much you need me? <laughs> they might say, I can't pay you, and you think it's just an awesome opportunity, and then and you say, I'll do it anyway. Or they might say, you know, I can't do it, but I know a friend of mine who owns a veterinarian place right down the road that's really looking for some good help. I'm glad you came in. You, it's, it's crazy how those things happen. If you notice in my pitch to the business, I said, um, I tend to be a referral source or a connector of businesses because I'm in front of a lot of business. I didn't talk about me. Because what did I say about this? I want to know what it's like in their, in their area. I don't, they don't care about mine. So when you realize that no one cares about you, you get anything you want from people. Just being real. I mean, that's, that's not supposed to sound bad, but Target didn't care anything about you as a person. And I'm not, please, I'm, I know we're being reported, but Target is the hypothetical big box company is what I'm saying, not Target as an actual company. But you know, that interview, they didn't care about you. They didn't get a chance to get to know Jane. You know what I mean? So know that going in and you won't ever be heartbroken. Always expect that. No one cares about me here. They only care about this. And that's just people in general. It's the way we're, it's the way we're wired. That being said, though, you can learn things about them, find ways that you can help them, and then they will care about you. Look to give and then receive. Does that kind of make sense? Were you going to say something? No. Yes, you were. I, I was just nodding in agreement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a hard truth of life, you know. All right, so um, let me let me hit the button on the, on the uh, side. One of the buttons on the side and it'll turn it off. I had an old phone and I gave it to him so he could mess with the internet and stuff. It's, it's created a monster. <laughs> I had a lot to cover, so I'm speeding up. I'm going really fast. Please, please stop me and say something if you, if you, if you need to. Uh, I, I know that this was just a lot to cover in a short period of time. So um, the last most important thing, in my opinion, to, to, this is all building up to the interview. This is trying to get you an interview. I know we talked about interview skills, but if you can't get the interview, it doesn't matter whether you have interview skills or not. Um, but follow up. 
with a big exclamation point, always follow up. In fact, in any business, in anything that anyone's doing, they always tend to not follow up. I was so impressed with her. Let me tell you why. I'm serious. This is this is one of the reasons. I, I, I knew I was going to do this immediately, but even up to five minutes before I got here, I was impressed with her, and I'll tell you why. So I got an email. I didn't write her back because there was a lot that I had to say. She can tell I talk a lot. I called her. After I got through off the phone with her, she sent me another email to follow up to make sure I was still on that she was still in my mind. Then sent me another email later, asking me if we're still good. This was just yesterday, I think. Yesterday or yes. the day before. Yes. I sent an email back because I saw her efforts as being valiant. Valiant is that the word I'm looking for? No, it's not. It's not valiant. Uh, heroic, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and then even up to five minutes before I got here, because I actually actually had a kid issue, as you can see. Uh, but I wasn't gonna. I was gonna be on time. Uh, she calls and says, "Are you still coming?" I, I was blown away. I wish. We, I wish. I, I wish when I was an advisor, I could have hired her. Because that's the type of thing that people don't do. They don't follow up. So follow up. The first call. This is after you've submitted your resume. Okay. So you're on Indeed. You submit your resume. You keep a record. And the reason you keep a record, all of that, the, the research on the company, all of that goes up to this one instant in time right now whenever you pick up the phone and you call them and you say, Hi, I'm Jaden. And forgive me, I'm terrible at names. Destiny. Destiny and Jaden. Okay, I'll never forget again. So <laughs> I'm, I'm Destiny. I'm Jaden. I have just applied for a job at your company, and I wanted to follow up with you and find out if you got my resume. It doesn't matter what they say at that point, honestly, because whether they did or they didn't, you know, it doesn't matter. Now, there's a gatekeeper. Typically, you'll find a receptionist. You'll call, and, and the first thing I usually say when I'm calling them is I say, I'm calling about this job. Who do I need to talk to? Typically, they'll say it's such and such. They're not here right now. Write the name down in your notes next to your list. Then the next time you call, you don't have to ask who that person is because you already know. So now you're, you're already in. Okay, so you get them on the phone. Tell the truth. No tricks. Remember that you're hopefully going to be working with these people. So be professional and be nice because you don't want to start that off on a bad foot. <laughs> if they end up hiring you and then you talk to that receptionist who wouldn't let you through and she says, oh, yeah, you were the person that spit at me on the phone. <laughs> it's not going to be a great relationship to start with. Um, whenever you do get the person on the phone who's the decision maker, you literally have 30 seconds to show your worth. And that's not an exaggeration. And I actually put on here, you have 30 seconds, go with an exclamation point. My name is blank. I applied for job blank, and I was wondering if I could ask you a few questions. Now, fuse three. Don't ask more than three. Shorten whenever before you ask the first question about the job. What you're going to do is give. This is your point where you're going to pitch yourself. You're going to say, "My name is Destiny. I have a passion for uh, veterinarian work." I want to come and work for you because this. I've heard such great things about the company that I actually did research on. Okay, uh, it, it sounds like a great fit for me, but I wanted to ask you a few more questions after I've submitted my resume, just to be sure. And then you know you've already given yourself that pitch. You know you're you're that's the point where you build yourself up. Don't talk about yourself anymore. Okay, you go into the first of three questions. Question one is: Is this a new position? or one I'll be replacing someone with. That's important. If it's a new position, what's required of you? And this is far, farther on down the road too as you're applying for jobs later in life. But it's important to know whether you're replacing someone or whether it's a new position because one, you wanna know where that per person failed before that caused them to not be there. Did they get promoted? Is this a job that promotes easily? That's huge to know because if that's the case, you get in there, you should be expecting to get promoted as well. Uh, is it a new position? What's required of you? What kind of accountability do you have? Because here's the thing, you're always going to let someone down if you don't know how to be accountable. You're always going to let them down. Because they don't know how to, be, how to hold you accountable. If they don't have a goal, like if Kyle didn't tell me you need to contact 10 businesses a day, how am I going to know that nine is not enough? You know? So the, the next question is, what are some qualities that you look for in a candidate that are not able to be found in a job description? That's huge. And the reason I say that is because in a job description, they don't talk about, we don't like people with red hair. We don't like people with glasses. I'm picking you apart. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like people with 
really awesome names like Destiny. You get what I'm saying, like, right? People, they'll find anything they want to find about you. It's not, it is what it is, you know? People are just judgmental. Um, but if you, can, if you can ask that question, they'll tell you, well, my leadership style is a lot like this. And I like for people to be five minutes early, even though I have to, they have to be there at 8. If they're not there at 7.55, you're not on time. Now, if you didn't, if you didn't know that, it's not, it's not in a job description. You come to your first day at work, you're like me. You're right on time for everything. You know, you're walking in the door ready to go. Then to them, you're late. It'll be a constant drive on the relationship. You see what I'm saying? So that's some things. And, and then also, if you know you're the type of person that likes to get there 15 minutes early and they don't want you there, well, you might start questioning yourself as to whether you really want to work with this person. So that's, these questions go hand in hand both ways. The last one, be respectful of time, address them by name, but also what is the timeline in which you are looking to fill the position? Now this is key also. I, I, I feel like I'm going to lose you guys, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to type these up more neat, and I'm going to make sure she has a copy of these, and she'll make sure that you guys get them emailed to you also, all of my notes. So the reason that's important, though, is because if it's a position they need filled immediately, you can probably expect them to call you pretty soon, and if they haven't, you move on. If it's a position that they're going to drag out over the next two or three months, you won't be surprised when they call you after two or three months. And let me know, that, that's happened to me. I applied for a job and six months later get a call and I already had a job. It's a bum feeling. Like, why didn't you call me six months ago? You know, but had I asked that question, I would have been able to expect it. Um, be respectful of time. Address them by name. Thank them. And make sure you say again before you get off the phone who you are. Thank you for talking to me. I appreciate your time. Once again, my name is Destiny. Can I have, this is the last key part, can I have your email address? I would like to send you my contact information. The reason you have the email address is so that you can also follow up and say thank you. That is huge. Written thank yous are awesome. In fact, if you could get a card, if you're really serious about the job, get a card, write it out with your hand, and mail it to them. They'll remember you forever. So, the interview. Now we're actually to the part that I was supposed to talk about. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Dress comfortable and be professional. I, I, and I'm sorry I'm not, but this target, the target thing has really been, it's been a, 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 a good example. Yes. I like that you didn't want to change for someone else because you are who you are. And what makes you comfortable in your own skin, that's what makes you unique. You know, the, the same way um, that, that you have a, a natural smile on your face. Some people might take that <laughs> offensive, but I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I, I noticed you from the minute I walked in. I'm a lot more open-minded than most people. But always be you. Never try to be somebody else because I'm telling you right now, if you try to be someone else, eventually you'll get caught. And then they're not going to like you. And then it's going to be after four or five months of working with you, and it's going to be even worse. They might as well know who you are from the very beginning. You know, obviously you want to have some soft skills. Be on time. Don't be like me. Be on time. <laughs> be on time. Be personable. You guys are already good at looking people in the eye. I can tell, you know, you've both been nodding and paying attention. We shook hands whenever we walked in. Those are skills right now that you can't teach someone. They just are. You know, uh, never lie about anything. Tell the truth. I know that sounds so crazy to say that, but... Just basically don't try to be something you're not. Because at the end of the day, they should be glad to have you, not the other way around. You know, and if it's a really good fit, you're only going to perform better if you're comfortable there. You know? Um, dress for the job. I put it here, to be in a suit or not be in a suit. I deal with this every day. So there's some business owners that don't want to see me in a suit. And there's some business owners that don't want to see me in anything but a suit. So when I work in the financial industry, if I come in in less than a suit, they're, not, they're telling me to leave. If my car's not clean, they tell me to leave. It's weird. I can't, I can't explain it. If we go to lunch and I only order a salad, they look at me weird. The financial guys do. It's just the culture. But on the other hand, the construction industry, if I go there and anything less than a polo, I'm fine. I could literally walk in with a t-shirt, dirty, and they would still be okay with me. But at the same time, if I don't know how to hammer a nail, and they'll, they'll try me. You know, not that I actually have to hammer nails, but dealing with business owners, you have to understand their lingo. You have to understand the lay of the lane. You have to walk the walk and talk the talk at the same time. So going into a veterinarian's office, you, know, you guys better be ready to say, we don't care to sweep up dog hair. We don't care to give injections to animals. We don't care to ring people up at the register. We just want to be a part of it and learn to speak their language, learn to have that passion for, for what they're doing. Um, whenever you go in for the interview, though, like I said, dress the part. 
you know, probably look professional, but at the same time, don't look like you can't get dirty because that's a pretty dirty job, you know. Um, be on time and for an interview. Don't take my advice on this because I'm a very on-time person, but it's like the typical thing is if you're 15 if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late in a job interview. So when you're going in for a job interview, make sure you're there 15 minutes early, and that's not just for them, but that's also so you can get your wits about yourself. You can collect your thoughts in the lobby while you wait to go in and speak with whoever you're going into. If you rush in and go right into it, it's not going to be a good interaction. Um, always answer honestly to any questions. Like when you were, you know, give me an example of something. Have you ever wanted to been to a job interview before? Oh, no, I've not been Never? Have you been in, a, in an uncomfortable situation where you felt like someone judged you before? And don't mention prom, because that's I don't know, completely I different from all I, I can give you the every Perfect. job interview I've done. It seems like they've asked some variation of the question, what's your biggest weakness? The question that oh, they always ask that I there's hate no that. Seems like there's no good way to answer. That is the worst question you can ask somebody. Why would you want to start with a negative? Why ever would you want to start with a negative? Like, I'm sorry, I, that just touched me the wrong way. My wife was talking about that. She's like, I need a question because they're gonna ask me that she went to a job interview today. And I said, uh, I said, I, I don't know, I just can't handle the what's, you know what I mean? In fact, it's crazy is one time I was in a job interview and they said, what's your biggest weakness? I said, I'm five minutes late for everything because I felt like if they were going to ask me that question, I didn't want the job anyway. And I didn't get a call back. It was with OMU. <laughs> but I was in a job interview one time where they asked that question, what's your biggest weakness? And I said, I hate weaknesses. That's my biggest weakness. I'm very critical of myself and I hate weaknesses and I hate the fact that you just asked me that question. And the guy that was sitting across from me hired me on the spot because I was honest. I was myself. And if he didn't, so what? <laughs> and he's mine, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and I'm not asking you to be a jerk or be brash. Like I said, I have the ability to say anything I want and smile. That's just one of my, my traits. It might not work for you guys, but you got to figure out what does work. But uh, um, answer honestly the question, you know, like you said, what's something – What's something that, that's negative about you or what's something, what's your worst trait? Have those already in your mind stored, you know? Say something, you know, you might say, my inexperience of never being on a job, being on very few job interviews is probably my worst trait right now. But you know what? It will get better because I'm, gonna, I'm going to interview with five more people after I get through with you. Always tell the negative, but create a solution for it too. So my wife looks really young. She's of uh, Indian blood, and she uh, is blessed. Her mom is the same way. Her dad's the same way. They're all blessed with the ability to look like they're 10 years younger than they really are. Uh, and she's blonde, so she, it, it really looks very young. You know? So um, I told her that she should address that, and she should then give the, the explanation that, that God created her the way she was and that there was nothing she could do about it, and if that was a problem with them, then... There was, there, was, uh, you know, there was nothing that could be done. And, and so what she did there was a double whammy. She addressed the age issue, which they were going to have anyway, and she addressed the one thing negative about her. And if they use it against her, it's going to kind of make them look like crap. <laughs> I mean, who's going to go against God? <laughs> so um, answer honestly, but also have questions of your own to ask. You know, turn it right back around on them. Well, you know, ask the questions that you want to know about them. How do you discipline your employees? How many chances do they get? You might not want to ask that. It's kind of still a negative, but maybe ask them, what are your, your company's visions? Uh, I always ask of the business owners, I'll say, you know, what are some leadership skills that I can't put in a job description for you? What are some things you're looking for in a candidate that I can't possibly fit in a job description? Because leadership skills, I'm calling them a leader, and I'm asking about their opinion. And typically I can shut up and they'll talk for 20 more minutes. So if you ask questions, you'll find that they'll talk a lot more than you will. And that's when you know the interview's going well because once again, what do they only care about? Themselves. Right. So when you go in, answer their questions, but also make comments that direct for them to, to, to start talking as well. Okay? Excuse me one second. Hey, son, we're almost done, and I appreciate your patience, but if you interrupt me again, you're going to set out the first half of that game. Thank you. Say it with a smile, see? <laughs> okay, so look for the person interviewing. Look, look at the person you're interviewing in the eyes and shake hands. You guys are already great at that. I mean, you guys, I've sat here and talked for an hour now, and you've literally hung on to my every word. I'm really impressed with that. Um, ask what next steps there are. 
and when they plan to make a decision. That's key. We talked about that earlier. And the next steps is because you never know if there's going to be a second or third interview. You know, you might be interviewing with one group now, but then there might be another one. Um, make sure you have email address to send a thank you, expressing, and then in, in that email you need to express how confident you are that you would be the right fit in that position. So when you say that thank you, thank you for your time. After learning more, after learning more about your business, because based on what you said, I mean, how can they deny that? Because they said it. I am confident that I am the right fit for your business, employment, culture, whatever you want to say. And I look forward to starting to work with you as soon as possible. That's the confidence that you're saying to them that I'm the right person. Here I am. Let's take me now. You know what I mean? So the follow-up email is kind of your way to reiterate, like, I'm a good person for this job. And is your kind of like your last opportunity to, like, show them how good you'd be for their for that position absolutely and so the follow-up is also it's kind of a way to show you're paying attention just like nodding your head you're interested you're interested you're interested you're 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 attentive and and you got to think about something else too is that they see you doing that to them but they're going to assume that they're going to you're going to treat their clients and their customers the same way so you're approaching them as if you're not only you know, the old days of a job interview was this here I am, here's what I am, this is what I do, thank you, and you leave. The new way of a job interview is you come in and you sit down face to face, you have a great conversation, you ask questions, they ask questions of you, you start a relationship, and you thank them for their time afterwards. But also, when you're asking those questions, take notes, bring a notepad, take notes. And, and that's the only thing I'll say about you guys, I don't see notepads here, you know? There's no way you can remember. That's, I'm glad I wrote this out because I could have done this off the top of my head. But take notes, but it's only so you can use that information. It's not for any you know, unnecessary purpose. You're taking that information and you're saying to them, thank you for taking the time to interview me. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me and asking the questions you did and answering the questions I gave you. And based on what you said as answers to my questions, I feel like I'm a great fit for your company. How can they deny it when it's based on what they said? It's not you. Because once again, it's just human nature that everyone only care about what's in this room. It's not anything, and no one will ever care about anything outside of this room unless you give them a reason to. You know, that's why they say compliments go a long way. You can only catch bees with honey, all of that. So uh, I, I lived a life when I was younger of... of um, of constantly no one caring about this and it's funny it worked the opposite with me because I was forced to care about other people and I realized that if you care about other people if you do for others somehow things just all, always find a way of making sense for you does that kind of make sense I, I mean that's 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 a lot of information a lot of a lot of, of I hit you with a lot I I was very passionate about this and I told her I said this I can't just talk about the interview there's so much that leads up to it but my last one is start over again at follow-up and do it again. You know, what is it like, uh, hit, repeat, continue? <laughs> so always, you know, always follow up and then start over and do it again. It's a process, you know. But if you approach it with the will of, to a business owner is to say, tell me about your business, tell me how you do business, and this is how I can help you, you'll have them in the palm of your hand. That's tough to do that with a big box store. Uh, and you're going to get those, those crazy questions, you know, uh, when, you come, when you wake up out of bed in the morning, what's the first two things you think about? Well, food. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but you can't say that in a job interview. You know what I mean? You have to say, I'm immediately motivated once my feet hit the floor to do da-da-da. But you get to say, you're always going to have those questions. So you know, one thing that I didn't put on here, that, and that was a great point, I'm glad you brought it up, was look it up on the internet. Find the worst questions ever in a job interview and already have a, a, an answer for them before you go in. What are some, are there some like common challenging job interview questions that? That's what I was going to say. Ask? Yeah, I'm glad you said that. That's what I was going to say is that you might want to look those up on Google. I've heard just about every one of them. As an advisor and as, um, as now in the role I'm at now, every day is a job interview for me because I'm trying to constantly take on a new client. Um, as an advisor, whenever I was taking on a new client, I would hear everything. Can you get me 6% interest? No. Nobody can, but you know, I'm honest. And if that's what they expect from me, it's not going to be a good relationship. You know, so um, 
I don't know. I don't know what what. I, off the top of my head, I can't. But the negative. It's funny you mentioned. What was the one you mentioned a minute ago? Was like, the, what's your biggest weakness? The biggest weakness one. Yeah, my wife. Whenever she was talking to me today, she said, "What am I going to say if I ask what my biggest weakness is?" And you know, it's funny you said that because I just dealt with that today. But, but yeah, those questions are always. I used one one time. I said, "I said my biggest weakness is that I strive so much for success that I sometimes have blinders on to people, other people's feelings." But I'm working on it, and and knowing that about myself makes me stop and say, "How are other people feeling?" So I've created a solution after I answered the negative. So always look for a solution. Oh, and another thing, another good one too. Whenever you're talking to someone and they ask you a question, the way to buy yourself some time, just ask me any question. Go ahead, Jane. Ask me a question. Okay. <laughs> Destiny, you ask me a question. Any question. Uh, what's your favorite color? Okay. You know what, Destiny? I'm glad you asked that. That's a very important question. And, and, and let me tell you about my favorite color and why it's my favorite color. I can't pick just one. So I, I choose stripes. So you get what I'm saying? Like I, I gave myself time to think rather than sitting there silent. Because that silence, it only affects you, by the way. The other person doesn't feel it. But you take that two-second silence, it lasts forever. And it's like, you know. But if you say the first answer, I, you know, I'm glad you asked that. That's a really good question. You empathize. You clarify. What's my favorite color? And then you respond. It's an ECR. It's an old sales thing. Empathize, clarify, and respond. Mm -hmm. Any any question. I don't care what it is. Uh, when I was in banking during 2008, during the crisis, um, it was a really tough time because people were losing half their retirement account at any time. And I would sit across the table from people, and they would say, the market's down, the market's down. You know what I understand? The market is down, and, and there's nothing I can do about that. The market is going to do what the market's going to do. And, yes, you did just lose $50,000 in your retirement account. I'm clarifying that. And then in response… But as with anything, once it goes down, it will come back up. I can't guarantee when, and I don't know how. But eventually, if you hold on tight, we will come through this. We're the greatest country in the world. We always come through it. Same with your election. I said to you, I get that. I understand why you wouldn't want to have the presidential candidate we just got last night. It feels terrible to a lot of people. I'm with you on that. I agree. I'm agreeing. You're immediately at ease. The next thing I say is, but you know, you can change that. I create a response. I create a solution. You can change that. In four years, you'll be able to vote. I'll say it gives me hope to think <laughs> that so many of the teens I know will be voting in four years. You guys give me a lot of hope at this time. Because you, you are, I'm already like in the past. You guys are the future, and you are going to be the ones who are going to change things and make things better. I agree. Good for you. I agree with that. I'm going to shut up and listen now. So if you guys got any questions, comments. I think you were pretty thorough. <laughs> and I will say I have been I've been interviewed a lot and I've also since I've been here, I've um, sat in on a couple of interviews for people. And I can say um, just from my experience like we, you know, when people come in and we interview them like we're not trying to make them uncomfortable or upset. We are not judging them. But the first thing you notice is confidence. Like you notice if people seem confident and they seem comfortable and relaxed. Like you can immediately tell if people are coming and they're nervous. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because it's natural to be nervous. But you know, if people seem comfortable and relaxed, they seem like, you know, they're not intimidated by the situation. You can that really comes across, and that's immediately like a very positive recommendation in their favor. I say the only way to get over that, and plus, you're never uncomfortable about anything you don't care about. I mean, if you're if you're not if you're not uncomfortable in any certain way, it's probably because you don't care, and that's that's terrible. Um, but I more, do more, get on more job interviews. I'll tell you this, even as a person who makes sales calls, it's tough for me sometimes to pick up the phone. It doesn't seem like I would be. I mean, I seem like I could probably talk to anyone, and my wife is surprised about that. But sometimes that making that first call is the hardest, but once the first one's done, ten more later you're like, no, what's that? You know what I mean? And so the way to get better at it is to just do it. Have your mom interview you. Have your, have your dad interview you. Have your friends interview you. 
you know, and, and then you'll become more comfortable. Have someone you don't know interview you, you know. I can tell you guys, you know, talking about asking about internships and mentorships, it never hurts to ask because the worst thing someone can say is no. Like, since I've been in this position, I've, you know, reached out to a lot of people like DJ Johnson, you know, will, will you come in and do this presentation? And sometimes people say no, and, you know, that's fine. You can move on. But a lot of times they'll say, yes, I'd love to. And you never lose anything by asking. No, that's exactly right. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm going to put together this in a lot neater format. I will give that to her, and I'll attach my work email address on that. If you guys ever have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me and ask anything that you need to know. Does that sound fair? Yes. And I apologize for being right at the, the nick of time. Like I said, when you have kids, your life is not your own anymore. <laughs> and you'll figure that out one day, hopefully not too soon. And, uh, and, and I think that you two will be highly successful in whatever field you choose to do. And the reason I say that is because I don't think that I could have kept anyone's attention for as long as I did, uh, you know, the way that I did for you guys. It's not me. It's you guys' interest in wanting to learn. I think that says a lot. So if you want to do this again sometime, you all communicate through her. Bring your friends, bring your parents, bring whatever. I'll do it as many times as you want to. I, I thoroughly enjoy being here. So, uh, Is this something that we can actually put on a resume? Would this look good on a resume that we took classes um, provided like about things like this? I'll tell you one thing that might look good on a resume. Have you heard of our teen advisory board? Yeah. It's here at the library. Basically, we meet once a month, and the goal is to help be an advocate for teens at the library. So you help us plan programs. And I'm wanting us to, the group just got started um, back at the beginning of the school year. And we've got about 15 or 16 teens. They meet the last Tuesday of each month. And their goal is to brainstorm ways that the library can be a better place for teens and then to help plan programs that we do at the library for teens. And that, um, you can definitely put that on a resume. You can say, I'm a member of the Teen Advisory Board at the Davis County Public Library. You know, I helped organize this program on whatever it is. This program on, I helped organize like this art reception or this uh, fandom program. That's a good idea. It's really good. And I will, I can get you guys the applications if you like. Our next meeting is going to be uh, November the 29th, I want to say. But that, um, that looks good on a resume because that shows you're involved in the community and also you're taking a leadership role. That's, that's actually really good. And certificates and achievements, don't put anything on a resume you can't prove. Um, and I know it sounds silly, but I've had, I've had situations where people say, oh, you had this certificate for this? Prove it. So uh, I had a trick question asked me one time. A Series 7 license for securities and stocks to sell that. It's one of the hardest tests you can ever take. It's six hours long. Uh, whenever you get that, they don't give you a certificate. And the reason why is because it can be forged. So there's no certificate for it. It's just the SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, has, and FINRA have copies of that you pass the test. And um, I was interviewing a gentleman who owns a financial advisor firm, and he said, I want you to bring your Series 7 certificate with you when you come so that I know that you know what you're talking about when helping me with my business. I went ahead and came, and when I got there, I said, you asked me to bring my Series 7 certificate. I think that's kind of funny because if you have one, I'm questioning your license. <laughs> and he was like, I got you. <laughs> so, you know, people will always ask. You know, they'll always, you know, so if it's a certificate of cooking from Jane Doe's cooking class, make sure you have something to show, yes, I do have it. And chances are 99% of the time they won't ask, but if they do, you want to be able to go, that right there, see it? It's real. <laughs> That's really good. I'm so. Yeah. Oh, people, people will test you at all times, and, and especially in business, when you're dealing with business owners, they have a great sense of humor. Uh, I love business owners because, one, they never have time to talk to you, but when they do, it's the funnest conversation you'll ever have. Because you're dealing with their, their passion, their life. And if you ask a business owner about their business, like a, you go to the local vet, and you say, hey, tell me about your business. Expect an earful. You won't get them to shut up. They'll continue to talk, and the more they talk, the better they feel like you are at conversation. That, that is very true. Like, I found just the job interviews I've done. When you just ask people questions about their business, they will start off talking. And then, you know, I think when you leave the interview, they have the impression in their minds that, oh, she's very knowledgeable because just because she listened 
You're right. While I talked about my business. You should Google that. I'm serious. It's a proven fact that the, the best listeners are the ones that are known as the best conversationalists and the smartest people. Not because they said anything, but because, you They know, made me feel smart. They made yeah. you feel smart, yeah. Well, thank you for your hospitality, especially with this one. <laughs> I, you have, he's been very, very patient. Yeah. For, except, for the, except the going off the phone and making making horn sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you all for, for being here. Jaden and Destiny. See? See? She mispronounced my last name earlier, so it's good. I, I'm so sorry. It's Jackson. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just, you don't have to say you're sorry. No, it's no big deal. I mispronounce names all the time. <laughs> So, but I will send you an email, uh, expect that probably by tomorrow afternoon with the notes that I have here in a lot clearer way. And then if you have, you, got, you guys get, get her your email address. And then on this attachment, I'll put my uh, Gorman Recruiting email at the bottom. And if you guys ever need any help or with anything or just a question, if you're getting ready to go into a job interview and you need a quick question or something, feel free at any time, please reach out. I'll I just definitely. want to say thank you for your time. No, you're welcome. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I wish that I had someone helping me when I was your age. You know, so uh, if it weren't for street lights, I probably wouldn't have been inside. <laughs> but I, I do need to go. If you don't, if you all don't mind, I have to get to the next level uh, so that this kid can win a basketball game. So that is, thank you so much. For <laughs> no problem. And when I when I accepted this, they didn't have the schedule out yet, so uh, I, it was lucky that it worked out with the way it did. So thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Yes, thank, thank you, Destiny. I appreciate it. Jane, it's very much very nice meeting you, and, and I really appreciate you all sharing your experiences with. Uh, sorry, I'm busting out of here real quick. <laughs> hey, good luck on your basketball game. This is Kobe, by the way. K-O-B-I. <laughs> Say thank you. Bye. 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 <laughs> and let me get you guys those tab applications. The application process, basically, everyone who submits an application is accepted. <laughs> the application process is just to, you know, make sure that people are serious about wanting to be a part. And I will grab those for you. And even if you don't want to fill out, you can just put your email address down. Okay. But thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you.